Welcome to Raising Your Spirits. Our hope is to help you make positive changes by providing guided messages from spirit. Tuning forks, crystals, and distance healing are how we pass those messages from spirit to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your vibrational growth with us. Your host for this version of Raising Your Spirits, Tony Ginnis. I know a good friend of mine, Mike Velotsky, and he uses one of his stories that I'd like to relate to you. And one of them is a man by the ocean. He lives at an ocean front. And the night before, there was a huge storm. And the next morning, he goes and walks over to the beach, and he sees hundreds of these starfish all along the beach. And it's just like littered with them. There's hundreds. And he's walking along the beach, and he says, wow, what a storm last night. It just washed up all these starfish on the beach, and he's just looking at them. But he's also seeing that there's the young man further down, and he's throwing something into the ocean. And as he's getting closer and closer, he's realizing what he's throwing, starfish into the ocean. And he gets closer, and he says, what are you doing? And the man says, trying to save the starfish. So the old man looks around the beach, and he says, wow, what kind of an impact could you possibly make with these hundreds of starfish? What kind of an impact could you absolutely make? So the young man takes a starfish, throws it in the ocean, and he says, I made a difference to that one. When we look at what we can make and what we can impact, a small thing that we do, it does add up. When they say many small hands make lighter work, that's where that's coming from. Another story was told about a, a broken down motorcycle. It was a garage sale on a Saturday morning, beautiful day. A man drives by a garage sale and sees a bunch of stuff on the lawn, so he stops. He starts looking at the trinkets and some of the things. He's not really that interested. He's just about to leave. And then over to one side, leaning up against a tree and right against the house sort of thing, he sees this old motorcycle. And he says, oh, you got a motorcycle. I've been meaning to sort of get one. He says, oh, you don't want this one. This is a broken down thing. The gears really don't work. The clutch sticks. When you start it, it there's smoke everywhere. I think I blew a piston or something. Anyway, there's, I don't, I'm not even selling this. He says, well, how much you want for it? Well, the guy says, well, condition of that it's in, uh, you know, give me 500 bucks. So the guy says, cool. Yeah, well, it's a make-work project. It's do a fixer-upper. I think it'd be a nice little project for me. So they load it onto his truck on the bike, and he says, halfway home, he's thinking, oh, wait, I have to explain to my wife that I just bought a motorcycle. <laughs> and for guys, I don't know if you've ever seen that, but sometimes there is a selling job that goes on when you bring a motorcycle home and you have to tell your wife why you didn't spend that 500 on something you need and what she needed or whatever, and you bought a motorcycle. So anyway, he gets it home, he gets it off the truck, puts it in his garage and starts tinkering with it. Yeah, it needs new tires, needs almost new everything. And so he makes a list of all the parts that he needs. And he goes to his local motorcycle dealership and orders some of the parts. And when he does that, he has to put in the model number so that they could get the right part for that year. But two or three hours later, the man gets a phone call from the dealership. 
and he says, you were at our shop just recently and you wanted some parts. And he said, yeah. He says, it's further, you you have the motorcycle? And he says, yeah, yeah, I'm fixing it up. I'm trying to get it back on the road. He says, how much do you want for it? Well, he says, I just bought it. I'm not really for sale. It's just giving me something to do. The guy says, I'll give you $2,000 for it. But it's an old bike. I mean, it takes it needs a lot of work. He says, that's okay. What do you think? I says, well, let me think about it. Uh, actually, just about to hang up, he says, no, no, it's okay. I, I think I'm going to keep the bike because, I mean, I didn't buy this to make money. I just wanted to uh, uh, work on it and so on. So right away, without missing a beat, the guy says, I'll give you $5,000 for it. And the guy looks and he says, oh, really, it's not for sale. So he hangs up. He gets another call from another dealership that has the parts. And he says, do you have this bike? He says, yes, I'll give you $10,000 for it. And right away, he, he, things are starting to sort of form. He says, what's the big deal with this bike? Three days later, he gets a call from a representative from Jay Leno. And he's a collector of motorcycles. And he calls up and he says, I understand you have a bike. He said, what's the deal with this bike? I've been getting calls on it. I said, well, I'll be honest with you. you. Go to the bike and I want you to take off the seat and tell me what's written underneath it. Okay. So he takes off and he's on the phone. So it's just a few clips to take off the seat. He takes off the seat. He turns the seat upside down and there's an inscription and a plate written underneath the seat. To Priscilla from Elvis. Somehow this bike that was in a few movies got lost in the shuffle from one junkyard, one person to the other, and nobody bothered to check out what it is, and it was just discarded. It was just a small thing, nothing really significant. And the bike itself had no significance. But... What the bike was connected to had significance. And Spirit wants you to realize that you are connected to something way larger. You're connected to the universe in this way. You're, the power and what you are connected to is not just what you see in the mirror. It's much deeper. And you're here for a purpose. You're here to make a difference in some way. What we're really saying overall, when we are looking at something large, the real solution is not to look at a large problem or a large task and come up with a large solution. Your job is to come up with many smaller solutions that will work. And as soon as we can change that mentality of taking something large and breaking it down to a very bite-sized amounts, we can start to see that we can do this. You know, if you look at the pyramids from a distance, it looks like it's one solid piece. There's no way somebody could walk up there until you get closer and you start realizing that there are steps. It's absolutely attainable when you get close enough and you say, okay, wait a second, that doesn't seem as hard. The steps are still pretty big, but they're steps. 
And that's what you're going to end up doing and you're going to end up finding to accomplish things is there are going to be steps and plateaus in life. And when you look at it that way, then there's less of a need to come up with a large solution. Make everything bite-sized, something small to start with. The three notes of Another One Bites the Dust. That's how that song came about. That three-minute song started with one and a half seconds worth of da, da, da. And who would have thought that those three notes would come up with something so amazing? It's one of the best songs written. Uh, It's one of the 100 songs of all time. So what we want to do in this meditation is I want you to come up with a large challenge that you've been trying to do. Maybe you thought you could go back to school and you thought that, well, that's no longer an option. I have children. I have business. I have things I have to accomplish. My dream of getting my MBA or university or whatever it is that you wanted to get or whether you wanted to be a singer and you just never had the time or you want whatever it is that your goal wants to be the first thing spirit wants you to do is look at the goal look at the mission first and don't water it down to make it attainable look at the mission and break it down to smaller bites that seems attainable you know those people that were uh, surveyed before they started a five-year MBA or an eight-year medical school. They were asked, how do you think you're going to do it? He said, oh, it's going to be daunting. It's going to be tough. I don't know if I can make it. And then they asked the people that graduated after five years or eight years, what do you think now? They said, oh, I just had to focus on one test at a time, one exam at a time, one project at a time. And that was more attainable. Even the projects, I broke it down to many smaller, more bite-sized. And everything I did got me closer and closer to this goal. So like the term we used to hear, how do you eat an elephant? It's one bite at a time. No disrespect to elephants. I love elephants. But it it is a term. So that's what we want to do. I want you to choose a goal that it is you've always wanted to do or maybe you are on the way of doing it and maybe there are times where you feel like you're so small there's no way I can stand up to this group of people or whether I have to stand up and stand out in my profession in any way if you're in the insurance business or real estate industry there are so many people doing the same thing how do you stand out i want you to look at that goal And in this energy, I want you to go into this beautiful zone, put yourself in a beautiful place, and I want you to turn this challenge, this goal, this overwhelming thing that you think it is, and I want you to turn it into a person. So it's a person that you're looking at. It could be a person that you respect, or maybe it might not be someone that you uh, remember or is familiar, but put it into a person so you're looking at this mission from a person and ask this person how can I attain you and get that the energy of that challenge to tell you how to accomplish it 
and let it break itself down in bite-sized morsels for you. Hope I was clear there. So what you're essentially doing is I want you to choose a huge goal, a huge accomplishment that you would be able to do, or maybe there might be some giving up because of the size. And I want you to go back to your original goal of where you think you want to be. Maybe you just want to be happy and you think right now it's, it's absolutely impossible. Then turn that person, that happy person in the future and tell it, you're happy right now. I absolutely am. How did you do it? How do I get to you? Instead of your mind breaking it down, it's very stressful because when your mind breaks it down, you know what happens. It starts looking at the negative and all of that. And we're not doing any of that. So we want to be able to ask the energy of that, which is a much higher vibration because it has already accomplished it. A person that's starting off with an MBA in five years I want that person to talk to the graduated person of themselves. How did you do it? What did you have to do? Break yourself down so that I can see step by step, just like the pyramid, because I'm close enough now to see that I can take one step at a time, even though I might have to do it a thousand or two thousand times to get to the top. I can do one step at a time. And so show me that next step. This is the end of part two, Think Small, Larger Significance. Now go over to part three for the meditation segment. Thank you for listening to Raising Your Spirits. If there is a subject you would like to hear in a future podcast or would like to book a session with Tony, reach out to his Facebook group at Genis Shields Natural Healing Center or group tuning classes with Tony on his online virtual weekly classes. The YouTube channel is Suzanne and Tony 17. That's Suzanne and Tony, all one word and the number 17. And the website is lovehigherself.com. Until next time, namaste. Stay.